Echama teka oroku vili. Asatu mruma kanyayako mkaga. Bela na mani gumomoyo. Totja so. Uh, to so toba temukira. Kuranga mkama katonda. Mkama katonda uye uwo agenda nawe. Takule kenga so takwa urirenga. Psalms 34 verse 7 The angel of the Lord encampeth round about them that fear him and delivereth them. May amen. And then John chapter 10 verse 10 Neyokana kumi kumi It says um the thief cometh not but for to steal and to kill and to destroy. I am come that they may have, might have life and that they may have it more abundantly. And finally, Jeremiah chapter 29. Era Jeremiah 29 Jeremiah bimuna bimwenda verse 11 For I know the thoughts that I think toward you saith the Lord thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end Kubanga manye birozo byendoza jemuri bwayogera mukama ebirozo ebyemirembe so si byabubi Amen. Amen. God bless his word. You may be seated. Amen. Amen. Uh, I have a simple message. And you know, uh, I preached the same message on Wednesday, 3rd uh, November in our church. So, uh, some, something simple. Amen. So, I've titled it, We are not alone. Amen. Amen. We are not alone. That's an important revelation to a believer. We are not alone. Whatever the situation is, whatever people can do to us, whatever people can say to us, whether it is at work, whether it is at school, whether it is with our neighbors, whether it is at our business, whatever situation it may be, we should know one thing. We are not alone. Amen. Amen. In Deuteronomy, we have been told that we shouldn't fear because God will never forsake us. And in Psalms chapter 34, verse 7, we are told the angel of God and we know the angel of God is God himself encompass around those who fear him no if God 
be with us. If God be for us, who can be against us? No one can be against us. Amen. Amen. But now we realize that the devil doesn't like it. And that's why we have read in uh, John chapter 10 verse 10 that he is a thief and his aim is to kill, steal, and destroy. And he specializes in that. He wants to kill your spiritual life. He wants to kill your health. He wants to kill you. But again, the scriptures tell us in Jeremiah 29:11 that God has good thoughts for us. Thoughts of peace. Amen. Amen. Not only that, he wants to bring us to an expected end. That's the main things, brothers and sisters. There is an end that we are going to. Whatever happens in between doesn't matter. We have an end that we are looking at. And that end is always greater. Whatever situation we go through, we have an end we are going into. Just like Joseph, he was told about an end. There's an end that you are going into. And he started going through problems. He was was put in a ditch. But the end was not changed. uh, The the wife of Potiphar lied about him. The end was not changed. He was actually in the steps towards going to that end. He went into prison. The end was intact. Actually the whole process was leading to that end. There is an expected end for every believer. Amen. Amen. The scriptures are telling us about our expected end. The promises of God are giving us an expected end. The messages that Brother Branham has preached to us are pointing to an expected end. Our, bright, our future is bright. Where Satan wants it or doesn't want it, God has declared there is an end for my children. Whatever the situation, they are going to an expected end. And Satan may think he's, he's delaying you, but whatever he's doing, even if it looks like he's just destroying your future. All that are processes towards the expected end. And I want to tell you God is here to make sure you go to the expected end. And he's saying I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. I know the thoughts I have towards you to bring you to an expected end. Amen. Amen. Oh, I like that. Yes. 
Amen. Amen. When problems come, we know a testimony is coming. God turns around the problem into a testimony. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. Now we realize we are human beings. Just like any other person. We go through situations. Sometimes. That we feel like we are alone. And don't think that you have become less of a Christian. It's a normal thing. We, we go through situations. Where we cry. And cry. And feel like we are doomed. There's nothing we can do. But I want to tell you. Even in that situation. You are not alone. <laughs> Amen. Amen. Alright let's go into the messages. In the message. Forgotten beatitude. Alright. Uh, Forgotten beatitude, uh, paragraph uh, 23b. Amen. All right, the prophet says, he's giving us an example of a great man of God, Elijah himself. A great man of God. All right. Amen. And then he, the prophet is telling us on uh, 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 paragraph 23b but after he, de- after he deproved God his ego eye become filmed. His ego eye be- become filled like it was darkened. Here is a prophet who had killed 400 plus and when Jezebel threatened that he would, she would kill him we are talking of just one woman one woman Elijah has killed 400 prophets but only one woman says I'm going to kill you Amen. Amen. He ran out into the wilderness. I'm talking of a great man of God. And God found his servant. Amen. Amen. Laying under a juniper tree. As we all go to that juniper tree. After he had proved God to be God. But here he is under a juniper tree. Is it normal? Yes, it is normal. <laughs> People go to juniper trees. But the important thing is. Even in that juniper tree, God comes in and he turns the situation around and takes us out of that situation. Amen. On paragraph 25, he says, nervous, setting out there, nervous, setting out there, 
I'm no better than the rest of my father. I'm no more than any of the other prophets. Now, Lord, take my life. I'm the only one that's left. I'm the only one that is preaching the right gospel. Sometimes we reach that position when we see people going to the right and to the left. We feel like we are the only ones who are preaching the right gospel. So just take my life. We're talking about a prophet. Amen. Let me go. But God said, I have got 7,000 more. I want to tell you, it's not just angels that we have, but we also have fellow believers who are standing in the gospel, in the right gospel. We are also fighting together with them. And an important thing, God knows the actual number. He counts them one by one. He can tell the number. I am so glad that I can say I am one of them. Amen. Amen. We should be glad that God has kept us in the right gospel. And wherever again God is counting that in Uganda I have a number of people that are standing with the right gospel. And these are this one, this one, this one, this one. And here is the number. And you are one of them. Amen. I just like that. Amen. It's great. It's good to be counted in the number of God's children who are standing with the gospel, who have not worshipped Balaam, who have not worshipped any idol, people who know their God, and those that shall know their God shall do exploits. Amen. I just like that. All right, let's go to another the message, the beginning and ending, uh, the beginning and ending of gentle dispensation. I'm sorry, I, I, like, I, like, the, I like the messages. <laughs> Amen. And I know you also like the messages. We get so many things from what the prophet preached to us. On paragraph 59, here's a story. The prophet, okay, there are so many beginning and ending of gentle dispensation. But I'm, talk, I'm taking this from the one that was preached on 9 January 1955. In the evening. In the evening. Amen. Oh, we start from paragraph 57. Look at, at, at Dothan. Dothan. Amen. Amen. In the mountain. Amen. Amen. That's where Elisha was. And the prophet is saying Elijah, but we know it's Elisha. He's sitting there and he's surrounded by the Syrians. 
Surrounded. Just like you and me. Sometimes we feel surrounded. We feel surrounded sometimes. It's no more. Yeah, he is surrounded. And the serious army is looking at Elisha the prophet. But we find out every time the Syrians would come to, to the Israelites, there were always Israelites ready to fight against them. So so we find in paragraph 59 the prophet says and uh, the, the, the king from 58, the king was complaining every time we want to fight against Israel we find out that uh, they are already ready to defend themselves and, and he was suspicious he said in our group there must be spies that's on paragraph 58 there must be spies who go to the Israelites to tell them that we want to attack them and then there was a man in the group who said nay my father but they have a prophet Elisha he knows in his bedroom what you are going to make your next move amen so gifts are also important brothers and sisters they pray a role. They have a role to help the church. Some difficult situations which we may not foresee with our natural eyes. Gifts would be able to reach into that. We just have to make sure that they are aligning to the word of God. But gifts are also important. Whenever the Israelites uh, 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 walked rightly with the gift of God they were, always, they were always prosperous and it's not just a prophecy discernment and those other ones even the pre gifts of preaching can help us to navigate several difficult situations alright on brother 61 and and then uh, 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 when now these Syrians they realize that the strength of the Israelites is in Elisha. So we will not attack the Israelites. We will go to attack Elisha. Amen. Amen. Let's go to attack Elisha. And here they are surrounding Elisha. And right there, Gehaz the servant is afraid. My father, we are surrounded. Amen. Amen. The Syrians are around us. What a great number. We are surrounded. Again, that is a normal thing. 
Amen. Amen. Alright. On paragraph 63, Elisha said, There are more with us than those who are against us. We are not alone. Even if we look like we are alone, we are not alone. Angels of God and the angel of God himself, he is with us always. Every situation, he is right there. Have you ever reached a certain situation where people tortured me in a foreign country? But the angel of God came and with me. And they themselves said, We are seeing something around you. Real brothers and sisters, they are with us. And he says, and uh, you see, God, uh, the, uh, Elijah, Elijah said, No, Gehaz said, I mean, Gehaz Why, I don't see nobody. You are saying we are not alone here. But I don't see anything. And he said, God opened the boy's eyes. If there is something that is needed today, it's for God to open our eyes. to see the reality that we are not alone we have God with us now someone will say but maybe I don't see the angel with me or I will come to that on paragraph 64 can you imagine how uh, 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 Gehaz felt and, and Elisha said God opened the eyes of the boy and as soon as God did something God opened his spiritual sight and around there stood chariots of fire the chariots of fire outnumbered that Syrian army by thousands. You know what? When, when Satan was being kicked out of heaven, he only took a third of the angels. Two thirds of the angels remained. And even if he could take all the angels to make them to become demons, God had an ability to even create other angels. So Satan is actually fighting a losing battle. And uh, uh, let's, let's continue. Amen. Amen. Then uh, on paragraph 68, you see, you may not see the angels, but the prophet says here, sometimes you can't see it with your natural eyes, but you can feel the impulse of it. The impulse of it a certain feeling that there's an angel around me. Something, something near. A sixth sense 
that denotes something is near. You may not see him with your eyes. But God makes a way that you can still feel him right here. There is an angel here. And when there is that angel there, nothing is impossible. Amen. God makes a way to make you realize that there is an angel here. And I like that feeling. I like that feeling. Whoever has ever felt that feeling wants to have it over and over again to feel the presence of God. When you feel the presence of God, all the trial troubles God. Whether it's a problem, whether it's anything, it goes away. There's a certain feeling that takes away that burden from you. We, we are praying God. May you manifest yourself to these people. Manifest yourself to every believer. He should know that where he is as he is praying when the angel comes he must realize the angel of God is here and that will help you a lot you are going to have a greater revelation a greater strength to realize that you are not alone. That should be the prayer of every believer. Lord, I want you to manifest in my life. I want to be feeling you near me. I want to know that you are near me. When I'm with you, I can't fear anything. Just like Elisha in Dothan with angels around. No matter what the eyes was wearing, that never matters. As long as God is here, everything is okay. Oh, I just really like that. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. And on paragraph 75, I like this. Here come the Syrians in the presence of Elisha. The one that they are looking for. They are asking him. We are looking for Elisha. Amen. Amen. And Elisha says, Come and follow me. I will show you where there is Elisha. I like that. Amen. Amen. It's always important. To destroy the spiritual power of the enemy. And on that, there's no mercy. There's no mercy. Amen. Amen. We are not here to destroy the bodies. The bodies should remain intact. We are not here to say they should die, they should do this. No, 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 no. But those who are fighting us, we want to destroy their spiritual power until they should feel powerless. 
because we don't wrestle against flesh and blood but principalities and powers that's what the bible tells us and fighting against principalities and powers there is no mercy on that we have to destroy them completely Amen. Amen. Here come the Syrians. They are looking for Elisha. Led by Elisha. Completely destroyed. They are walking to their destruction. Their spiritual powers are destroyed. Amen. Amen. Oh, what a foolish thing it was. But they couldn't know. They were spiritually blind. The people who fight against us. Their biggest problem spiritual blindness. So they will follow us. They will follow us to their own destruction. And here they are. They are coming. Amen. Following Elisha. Going to meet Elisha. And then they found out. They were in the midst of the Israelites. <laughs> Amen. Right in the presence of the king. In the headquarters of Israel. Where the armies of Israel are around. And God opened their eyes. To show them how foolish they were. Oh. Amen. Amen. I like that. You would destroy principalities and powers. Amen. Amen. Alright. But I want you to notice something. On Prager 76. And when the king looked at them, he said, My father, shall I smite them? Shall I kill them? Mm. Shall I kill them? And what did Elisha say? Would you take a prisoner to smite him? Give, give them something to eat. And send them back to their country. You get it? We are not fighting against bodies. Amen. Let them live. They should continue living. No matter what bad thing they do to us, they should continue living. They should live so that they can reach a point where they can testify that the God of those people is a great God. We should give them a chance to go out and testify. But their spiritual powers have to be destroyed until they can reach a point of being powerless and say no when this, this person I've tried everything I have really failed I'm in a position where he can destroy me but instead of destroying him feed the enemy 
Amen. Amen. I'm sure it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's an important thing. And the prophet says on paragraph 78 that's the way to settle wars. Isn't that right? Certainly, oh my. If we could only adopt that principle to feed your enemy. Do good to those that do evil to you. Amen. 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 It's a tough thing. We should not be praying like witches. Oh God, kill that person. Make that one sick. You are, you are not a witch. Don't, don't pray like a witch. When you pray, pray to destroy the spiritual power they have. Whatever they want to do, whatever politics they will do, let it fail. It should not have any effect upon me. It should not have any effect upon my children. But Lord, spare their bodies so that they should reach a point that they should know that they are completely powerless. In that situation, they come to me. They should even come and say, can you pray for me? The very people that we are fighting against you should reach a point where they should come to your house and say, please pray for my child. Please pray for my business. Because they have realized you have a greater God. You have a God that is above their God. And they should reach a point where they can surrender their crowns and say you are God he is indeed the king of kings he is indeed the lord of lords he is the one that can heal he is the one that can provide he is the one that can protect he is the one that is all in all and the greatest thing that will happen we want them here this is the place where we want them to come so that they should have what we have they should have what we have what God has given us they should also have the same they should also realize that our God who is a good God can also be their God that's the desire of a Christian that's the desire of a true Christian yes you can feed them but I want to tell you, the greatest food is the spiritual food in justice. They should come here, give their lives to Christ, realizing pretty well that whatever they tried to do, it did not happen. They have surrendered and they are following your God. I want to tell you, not everyone who fights against you is a child of the devil. It's not everyone. It's not everyone. Remember Paul. Amen. Amen. When he was sore, when, uh, when, 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 uh, 
when, when Stephen was being killed, he stood there. Amen. Amen. Approving of the death of Stephen. Amen. 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 And then uh, we find that in uh, we find that in Acts chapter nine. Uh, chapter Acts chapter eight. This one, he was assenting. But somewhere, as he was going on his road, he found, he met the pillar of fire, and it changed him. So I want to tell you, the people that are fighting you, not all of them are children of the devil. Some of them are children of God. They just need to meet the light that you have met. And God will turn their situation around and there will be a blessing to us. Just like Paul was a blessing. Amen. Until in Romans chapter 12, Verses 18 to 21, he says, Vengeance belongs to God. It is not ours. Amen. I like that. That is something great. And I want to tell you when he met the pillar of fire, what did Jesus say to Saul? Saul. Why are you persecuting me? Me. So, Sauron thought he was persecuting the believers. But when Jesus came down, he said, why are you persecuting me? And I want to tell you, the battles you're fighting are not your battles. They are God's battles. They are not fighting you. They are fighting God himself. God told Saul, why are you persecuting me? It is hard to fight against the pricks. The pricks. Amen. 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 Oh, I like that. And in Matthew 25, verses uh, 35 to 40, Jesus was saying, Jesus was saying, uh, on, the, on, the, on the day of judgment, he said, I was hungry. You fed me. And the people say, When were you hungry? What you did to the little ones, you did to me. So don't worry about anything. Whatever is happening to you is not happening to you. It's happening to God Himself. I like that. Let's finish. By talking about Joseph, I talked about him a little bit, but I want to, to finalize on him from the message Joseph meeting his brethren. Paragraph 120. Amen. Amen. Uh, the prophet says, Now Joseph was born of his father and was loved of his father. Just like you and me, God loves us a lot and hated of his brethren. Now notice perfect picture of the Lord Jesus Christ. I want you to notice how his life 
typed and says in the shadow you see what positive it is. Now notice Joseph being a type of Christ a type of the church type of the Holy Spirit he was a prince of prosperity. Amen. I, I hope you get that. He was hated because he was a prince of prosperity. That's what every believer is. He or she in whatever situation it may not be about money no but God still finds a way in a certain situation that you become prosperous and that is a problem to the devil because in your life he can see the potential there is a possibility that this person will be prosperous and that is the reason for you to be hated Amen. Amen. That is the reason. But we are not worried about that. Amen. Amen. All right. Amen. And we find something. On paragraph 152, Joseph meeting his brethren, the, the prophet is saying, Why? It's because they are arrogant. They hate their brethren without a cause. Just as Joseph was hated without a cause, you see it? He was hated not because he was worthy to be hated without a cause. They did not believe him. And here's something that I want you to note. The prophet says he was living in a different realm. Brothers and sisters, that is a big problem. We are living in a different realm. You see what? These are souls that are in prison. The ones surrounding us. But you, you are so is connected to heaven. We are living in different realms. Their problems are not your problems. When you don't have food, you will not complain the way they will complain. You are living in a different realm. Their problems are not your problems. When your child is sick, you will not complain the way they will complain. You are living in a different realm. 
That is a problem. We live in a different realm. Our behaviors are different. What they dress and what we dress is different. What they say and what we say is different. What we believe and what they believe is different. We are in different worlds. That in itself is a problem. Amen. How you get your money is different from how they get their money. We are living in a different room. So brothers and sisters, let us understand these people. They are suffering these people. They are full of complaints. They will complain about the government. They will complain about their relatives. They will complain about their bosses. They will complain about their parents. They are living a life of complaints. But for a believer, if I have no food, may God be praised. He is still a provider. If I have no money, may God be praised. He is still a provider. If my child is sick, may God be praised. God is still a healer. Amen. If I have lost my job, may God be praised. He has a better plan for me. What is it? I have an expected end. My eyes are fixed on the expected end. Whatever the situation, whatever will be happening to me, I don't care. God has declared the thoughts that he has for me. Good thoughts for me, not thoughts of evil, to make me prosperous, to reach an expected end. Whatever the situation, what I am doing now, I'm compiling testimonies. I'm compiling testimonies on my way to my expected end. And I don't care what the devil throws at me. Let him bring it. I don't care. I don't care. My eyes are fixed on my expected end. And there's no devil in hell. There's no Satan. There's no Satanist. There's no witch. There's no evil man. There's no thief that can block me from going to my expected and every believer here, I want to tell you, you have an expected end. Let Satan do anything. You are going there. You will reach there. Whether Satan likes it or he doesn't like it, you will make it. All is well. Amen. Rise on your feet and we praise God. And because he lives and confess tomorrow, because he lives, oh, fear is gone. And because I know that he holds. 
pray and praise and worship Him. Worship Him in your own words now. Just worship Him. It is sufficient to praise Him. It is sufficient to worship Him. He likes to be worshipped. Worship. Worship.